Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so This morning we learned two sessions about the reasons why many people, many Christians suffer. And we learned altogether six reasons already. We learned that lack of knowledge is the first reason. Number two, you know the word, but you don't practice the word. Second reason. The third reason is that we are prideful and stubborn and we don't want to yield to God's way. We just want to do our own ways, and then we get into big trouble. And I've seen that in my life so many times. People run their own life. God tried to tell them to do something, and they don't want to do it. They just try to do their own things, and they get into big trouble. And number four that we learned this morning is about living in sin. So as believers, we need to fear God, and we need to hate sin. Sin is like a cancer. Sin is like an abscess. Sin is deadly, poisonous, and also destructive to our life. We should hate sin, but we love sinners. We love people. We don't hate people. Amen. Another one that we learned this morning is unforgiveness. When we don't forgive, we can be in trouble. So always forgive. And sometimes, Forgiveness can be very difficult. I remember one time, I need to forgive somebody who hurt me so much. Actually, two times that I need to forgive somebody who hurt me so much. First time, long time ago when I started the church. And I need to stop my car on the side of the road and sit down and pray, God, help me to forgive this man. He hurt me. He really want to destroy me. And I let it go and God really helped me to be set free. The second time that I forgive people, another very painful one, I remember I have pain in all over my body because I have to fight with my flesh to forgive this situation. It's very painful. So I feel the pain in my body and I let go and I was free. I just love that person again and let go of that unforgiveness and hurt feeling and bitterness. So it's so important that we learn how to forgive people and we practice what we learn. The sixth reason we learn is that most Christians don't know about this, is to really despise the church of Jesus or do something to hurt the church. To hurt. When I say church, I don't mean building. I mean people. When you discriminate people in the church or when you treat people without honor and respect and you cause chaos and headache and trouble in the church, gossiping, criticizing, or cause people to lose heart in the church, make people feel bad in the church, we need to stop that. Because when you touch the church of Jesus, you're touching his body. And he is not happy. His protection will be lifted up, and he cannot help us anymore. The grace will be removed from our life. I mean, the grace of the favor of God will not be there for us. That's why so many Christians are in trouble because 
they don't treat the church of Jesus very well. We're going to learn three more things this afternoon together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you would teach us through your word again. And we want to have your knowledge. We want to have understanding and revelation from you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to remember what we learned today. And we will be victorious and successful in life, Father, because we will do the right thing and we avoid the wrong thing in our life, Lord. May your Holy Spirit always remind us of what to do and what not to do, Lord. We love you and we want to obey you, what you teach in the scriptures, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. James chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. James three fourteen to 16. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. The wisdom descended not from above. This wisdom, this wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. We have choices in life. You remember the Bible say, choose life or death. Choose blessing or cursing. I hope you choose life and choose blessing. We choose wisdom and we choose the way of God. We don't choose the earthly way. The wisdom from God is holy, loving, and kind. And the wisdom from God only is to build people up. But sometimes people are so smart in their flesh. And they think that their smartness is the wisdom from God. But the earthly wisdom or the smartness of man always come with some wrong thing. Jealousy or fighting or strife and try to take advantage to oneself. The Bible warns us that don't use human wisdom. Don't go into envy, strife, and pride. Because if we walk that way, we are opening the door for the devil to work in our life. And it's earthly. It's in the flesh, and it's devilish. The Bible uses the word devilish, earthly, and sensual. It's go by feeling, go by the mental idea. I've seen that in many Christians. Usually, I deal with people who are smart, who are very capable, highly educated, and they think that they're so smart, they can do this, do that by their own ability. And actually, it's very earthly idea. It's not very godly idea at all. So we have to be careful. You have to choose between godly or devilish or earthly thing. I want the wisdom from God. The wisdom from God is kind and build up people, bring life to people, not confusion, not evil work. The key is this. Close the door to everything that the devil can do in your life. You have to close the door. Hopefully one day, I can come and teach about being a gatekeeper. It's a big, big subject. Be a gatekeeper. 
what does it mean gatekeeper in the time of Moses in the time of King David and Solomon they built the tabernacle they built the temple of God and the presence of God is in the holy of holies in the inner room at that time the holy spirit was not with everybody only with only the priests the kings and the prophets and some people that God anointed them for special task but the holy spirit was in the inner room and the leader of the children of israel put gatekeepers on the door on the gate the gate of the temple and the door of the temple so that bad guy cannot come in to steal anything bad people cannot come in to do anything in the temple and we need to be gatekeeper to ourselves to block that the devil cannot come to kill to steal and to destroy our life and the key of being gatekeeper is to choose life and choose the things of the holy spirit we should not get involved in strife in any envy or pride or fighting gossiping hatred and division in the church make decision let me say this way you are not the judge you are not called to judge <laughs> you are called to love sometimes people walk into the church you see the way they dress the way they make their face the, you look at them look at me i'm so holy i've been in this church for 100 years i have been sitting in the same chair for 100 years don't take my chair please every time i walk in i need to sit on that chair and you look so terrible the way you dress look bad and you begin to judge them you begin to hate them and then you even report to somebody in the church look at that guy kick them out he's not godly enough no it's not your job to judge anybody to cause strife and fight and division in the church our job is to love people Amen. believe me if you love people in and you pray for them and bless them and help them and encourage them they will grow up and they will be changed i have been running the church i have been running the church for many years now i have this experience one time a man walked into our church oh his personality very difficult to deal with especially for a thai man like me because he's very very vocal very loud he live on the street so he has no manner at all no training he was a orphan no parents trained him he basically live on the street no parents but one day he got saved and he came to my church and he sit and he make noise during the sermon and very very scary but the lord told me just love him he going to change and really years after years he has been changing now he work for microsoft he has a good job he has he own a house he has good children so god really bless him but it take many years but can you imagine if i touch this man hey a man from the street get out of here you speak too loud you're annoying here get out of here he will never change amen don't cause any strife only love people 
Only pray for people. Don't judge people. You show good example to them. But if you begin to fight, causing strife, and start to judge one another, envy, envious one another, like oh, he's this guy's now go beyond me. I need to push him down. I'm here for hundred years. He just come in one year, but now he passes me. You have that envy, attitude, envious attitude. Then. You open the door for the devil to come in the church. In New Hope International Church, I and Pastor Da are gatekeepers. We will not allow anything like this to happen at all, because we want to protect members in the church from being attacked by the devil with cancer, sickness, disease, divorce, broken home, pornography, gambling, addiction. Sickness, chronic sickness, death—all these things—we protect our church that the devil cannot come in. I remember one time, a man walked into the church, and we—I can sense in my spirit already. This man did not come to seek God; he came to look for a young woman. He is about forty-five, fifty years old. This is like fifteen years ago, and he walked in and he tried to start. He did not even greet man. He greet only young woman in the church, and Pastor Dan and I keep our eyes on. This guy was sent by the devil. He's not really for God. And I and Pastor Dan went to him and say, "You have to stop doing this. You cannot just hug only young woman." We was very fr- upfront with him. He left. He is a wolf. So we don't allow this thing to happen in our church at all. We are very very strong. We don't want any evil things to happen in our midst because the devil gonna come in and start to destroy the church. Proverbs chapter sixteen eighteen say, "Pride goes before destruction, and haughty spirit before a fall." One of the reason people get into big trouble is pride, envy, pride, strife at the cost of suffering in any. Home or in any community, stay humble, love people, rejoice when people are blessed. Don't be jealousy. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Love people. Humble yourself before the Lord all the time. If you want God to give you more grace, if you want God to give you more protection from evil people, Amen. So pride, strife, envy are the causes of suffering and destruction. Amen. So go down. Don't be prideful. Be humble. You know who is the most humble person in the man history? Jesus. You notice that God used Moses because Moses was a humble man. The Bible says he was one of the most humblest men in that. Generation, he was very humble. God would use people who are humble. Jesus humbled this much. The first humility, he humbled himself to come down from the throne in heaven, to be born as a man. Two, he humbled himself to wash the feet of his disciple. He was so humble. Three, he humbled so much that he was willing to be naked on the cross, and died in a very bad way. He humble from being the king to be a man, 
then to be a slave, and then to be like criminal. But at the same time, God lifted him up three levels. First level, he was raised from the dead. Second level, he was raised up to heaven. The third level, he is at the right hand of the Father. So he humbled three levels, and he was raised three levels. How many people want God to raise you up higher and higher? What do you do? Humble yourself. Think that other people are better than you. Honor people. Love people. Amen? Always look at the positive thing of other people. Don't judge people. 1 Corinthians number 8. Eight reason. 1 Corinthians 10.10 10. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmur and were destroyed of the destroyer. This is King James Version. Murmuring and complaining and rebellious. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 45 to 48. If you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and to obey the commands and decrees He has given you, all these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. These horrors will serve as a sign and warning among you and your descendants forever. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received, you will serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. You will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron joke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. This happened many, many times in history of the Jews. What is the problem here? God is warning people. If you don't want to be in trouble, you need to stop being rebellious, murmuring, and complaining. Don't complain. Amen? Don't complain about anything in the church. Just pray. Why? Why are you laughing? <laughs> don't complain. Don't murmur. Don't be rebellious against God. Whatever God say, Amen. Go together for it. Amen. Go together. Honor your leadership. When we agree with one another to do something, let's move together and do together. Do you know God bless unity? God bless unity. I believe that one of the reasons God really blessed me and Pastor Da in our personal life a lot, financially, health-wise, our kids and grandchildren, because we learn about this principle that we are not going to rebel against each other. We, we would sit down and talk, and sometimes I may not agree with her right away, but at the end, we say, okay, I decide to agree with you, and let's move on together. Unity in the heart, unity in the mouth, and unity in the action. One of the scheme of the enemy is to break up husband and wife. That they cannot say the same thing 
do the same thing and they fight, and what happened? The house lacked the blessing. But if the husband and wife yield to one another, sometimes Pastor Da yield to me and say, "Okay, let's do it." She agree. She decide to agree with me, and we move on together. Then God bless us. We can see the hand of God really move because of the unity. We don't fight. We don't complain. We don't murmur. If she wants to do something, okay, go for it. And then I stop. I don't say any word more. I just stop. I don't complain. Just agree. And then God just move and do something great thing for us. Amen. Every time it's like that. So that is the house. How about in the church? The same thing. You talk. You communicate. And eventually you say, "Let's agree about this direction." As long as it's not unbiblical. Let's move on together, and I can see that God move and bless, and you don't complain anymore. You just go on together. But if you begin to fight and rebel and complain and murmur, just like all these children of Israel in the wilderness, many of them died. They got sucked into the ground and they died. Many of them got bitten by snake. Many of them could not even get into the promised land. They die in the wilderness because of rebellious spirit, complaining and murmuring. They always complain against Moses. So we should not do that. We should be loving, united, and submit to one another. Amen. Learn to submit to one another. Pastor does submit to me, and I submit to her. Many times she says yes to me, and. Many times I say, "Okay, your way," I yield to you, and let's move on. And after that, I make a decision. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'll go whatever you want to do. So always keep unity. Always keep oneness. No complaining and rebellion in the community. And you're going to see the blessing of the Lord come upon you, and it will protect you. This spirit will protect you from the attack of the enemy. Amen. Amen. Very important. No murmur. Everyone say no complain. No complain. No murmur. No murmur. The last one. This is the one that you need a lot of the grace of God because it's out of your control. Is persecution. Persecution. There are two kind of sufferings according to the Bible. The first eight reasons are the suffering that we should not get if we live. Correctly, biblically, suffering of illness, poverty, financially broke, or accident—all these things can be protected by God. But if you don't practice the eight first eight one, you can get into trouble. The last one here, every Christian have to face. We call suffering from persecution. When you serve God fully, when you live for God, the devil is not. Happy at all? He's gonna try to come against you some way, somehow. He will work in the heart of somebody to attack you, to talk bad about you, and try to get rid of you. And that one, you need the grace of God. Second Timothy three twelve, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you live for God, you're gonna face some persecution. Some of your friend may talk bad about you. 
you may lose your job because your boss doesn't like you to become a Christian. You may lose friends. Mark chapter 10, 29 to 30. I read from NLT. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return. Everyone say now. Now. Not in heaven only. Now. Now and in heaven. A hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property along with That one most people don't want to talk about. Along with persecution and in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Praise God. When we live for God, God will take care of us. God will give us 100 times of what we give to Him. I lose a lot of friends because I become a Christian. But I have a lot of good friends around the world because I love Jesus. In Thailand, in America, in Europe, all over the world, become my friend. But definitely, a lot of people hate me. Persecution. People may not like you. People may curse you. People may say bad things about you because you love God so much. It used to bother me, but it doesn't bother me anymore. I make a decision. As long as Jesus Christ smile at me, happy with me, it's enough. Men can say whatever they want to say. I don't care anymore. I want God to smile at me. That's all I want. As long as I know that I follow God 100%, I don't sin against God, I have the right attitude, I live for God, I know and I know, that's enough. I'm going to have rewards on earth, and I will have rewards in heaven. Persecution from people is real. First Peter chapter 4, 15 to 16. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as a, an evil doer, or as a busy body in other men's matters or business. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God on this behalf. Wow. So you can either suffer from doing bad things or you suffer from living for God. Which one do you choose? For God. So please follow God 100%. God will bless you. Suffering from persecution is real, but don't worry about it. One day we're going to die anyway. Is that right? And after we die, we will be in heaven. No one lives forever. If somebody come and shoot me on my head because I believe in Jesus, it's okay. I'm going to be in heaven. Yes. Actually, Pastor Dan and I were talking at the airport at Seattle, SeaTac Airport, and we just talk about life. Sometimes we face situations that people have cancer and all this and kind of we love them. We don't want them to die. You know, we're going to pray and fight in faith that they will not die from cancer. And then we talk that, uh, you know, we're getting older. 
and one day we're gonna die. It's so sad, and I even told Pastor Da that I know that you will live longer than me. You will live longer than me. But while we were talking, the Lord spoke to me. This is really in the airport. He spoke. I didn't tell Pastor Da that minute. The Lord spoke to me, son. If you die today, it's okay, because you have done your best already. You have run your race. You have made so much impact on people. You don't have to regret. You have done everything in the past 38 years. After you come to know me 39 years ago, you don't have to regret if you die because you have done everything the best you could for me. He spoke to me. And I say, thank you, Lord, in my heart. Yes, I have lived for you in the past 38 years. And I will not... If I die today, I know I don't waste my life away in the past years. I have done my best. Can you live like that? I would like to challenge all of you. I would like to encourage all of you. From today on, live fully for God. Get many people as you can saved. Glad to hear that one sister from Colorado already got eight people saved in, within two months in Thailand. I put the thumb up. She did her part. From today on, live your life for the kingdom. Live your life to build the church. Live your life to love people, to build people up. Live your life fully to glorify Jesus. Yes, persecution will come off and on. That's okay. One day we're all going to die. And before we die, we can say, Lord, I finished my course. I've done my best to help people, to build your kingdom, to preach the gospel, to make disciples, to leave a legacy to the next generation, to lay down foundation for many generations to come. I know and I know that if Jesus doesn't come back soon, in a few years, if you and I died one day, we leave something important as a foundation for the next generation. For Filipino people, for American people. I want to live like that. I want to live a life that I leave something behind for the next generation, the foundation for their life. Amen? Amen. That the next generation will come in and pick up and run the race again. They don't have to start from zero because they learn from us and they can move on to the next generation and they can pass on to the next generation again. Why don't we live that way in this generation? Whatever you do in Orange County, it's not just social club as a church. Think about next generation. You think about what you're going to do to pass on to the new believers, to your kids, to love God. Be a good example to them. Teach them. 
Persecution will come. That's okay. But the job you are doing for God is much greater than anything else. It's an eternal job. It's a job that leads to eternal eternity. Amen? Amen. I believe God sent you to Arizona, not by accident. He sent you to do something great here for the next generation. You have a mission to do. America needs on-fire Christians like you. Really. Local people here need to see on-fire Filipino Christians. You're going to stir them up to be on fire too. God sent you here for a good reason. You're not here by accident. Amen? During the meantime, while you're serving the Lord, you just practice the first eight one. Get to know the word as much as you can to protect yourself from unnecessary suffering. You practice the word. You humble yourself and submit to God and don't be very stubborn. Whatever God leads you, you just obey and do it. Amen? You don't live in sin. Repent every day as soon as possible. You love the church. Commit yourself to a local church. Do everything to be the church builder to support the church. Love everybody in the church. Don't have classes and cliques group. You always forgive people. People may offend you next week. Forgive them. Let go. Forgive them. Amen? Amen. Don't walk in strife. Don't complain. Don't be envious. Just happy when you see people blessed. Obey God. Don't be rebellious toward the Lord. Just Walk in the right way, and God going to protect you from all the suffering or the unnecessary attack of the enemy. He's going to put the canopy around you. You're going to be like the little chick under the wing of the chick hen, the mother hen, the mother hen. That's right, the mother hen. So you will be protected all the time because you are doing the right thing in this world. One thousand will fall on your side, right hand. 10,000 will fall on the left hand. They all die. They all get into trouble. But you still walk around Amen. with glory because the Lord God protects you. You do the right thing every day. Amen? Amen. That's what the Bible says. Eight things you should not do. The last thing you cannot avoid. It will come sometime, persecution. But it's worth it to live for the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Why do I love to lay hand? There are many reasons from the biblical point of view. Number one, the Bible commands us to always be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again and again and again. When you go out to work Monday through Friday, you begin to lose a little bit more. The Holy Spirit, the, the water starts to run out. Somebody may offend you and make you a little bit unhappy or you face stress and disappointment. So you come to Sunday church to be charged again, to be filled with the Holy Spirit again. Why I love to lay hand? Because I put you in the 
laboratory of learning and practicing how to connect to God. A while ago, one sister asked me, "How can I recognize the voice of God inside my heart? How can I know this is my own voice or God's voice?" It takes practice. And in the presence of God, while we lay hand, you feel with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will talk to you, and that moment you learn, oh, this is the voice of the Spirit. You learn by practicing in the presence of God. Three, we lay hand because we want you to have more power to serve God. So when the Holy Spirit touches you, He empower you. So that when you go out and serve and evangelize, you will go with power, not with your own strength. Is that right? We need more power to get the job done for God. Four, when the Holy Spirit touches you, He will give you life. You will look younger than age. You look healthy. You look awesome and glorious. Amen. You feel of life, feel of energy. I love it. I love to be touched by God because the Lord give me life, give me energy. Not only that, when we lay hand, the Holy Spirit touches you. He will also. Get rid of certain things that you don't even know that is coming against you. Maybe sickness, maybe cancer, maybe some curses in your life that need to be broken off by the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, to receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hand is good for you in every way. I believe that. The pastor who loves the members and know the benefit of laying on of hands will practice the laying on of hands all the time because it is good for the members. Your life will be stronger, will be better. Amen. You come to him with humility. You say, "I yield to you. I have faith." That you're going to do something great in my life today, so that I can glorify your name. I receive by faith. I come with a yielded spirit. I come with hunger. Lord, I don't know everything. I'm human being. I you know everything about me. You know what I need. You know what I should not have in my life, and you will pull it out for me. I know that you. Have the best plan for my life, and I cannot do anything without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Touch me, Lord. Fill me today. Amen. And you will see the difference in your life. Hallelujah! I believe the Holy Spirit sustained Pastor Dan and I to be healthy all these years. Really, I mean, we struggle sometimes with sickness off and on, but healing come quickly, and then. Go on again with good health, because we are living in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So today, when God touches you, please yield. If He wants you to cry, just go ahead and cry. Let Him cleanse you. If God made you laugh, just go ahead and laugh. 
no one gonna give you the ticket in this room. You wanna go to jail in this room. No one will take your movie picture to put in the internet. So just go, go for it. Anything. You cry. You laugh. You. Whatever God wants to do in your life, just go for it, hundred percent. Yield totally. Every time I lay hand, I think about a patient. In order for me to perform surgery on my patient and have a good outcome, my patient have to make a decision to lie on the bed, yield to me, let me give the, uh, that person anesthesia. And then just stay there and let me cut and perform the operation. If the patient fight, I cannot do anything. The patient has to yield and surrender and go along with the motion of surgery. Amen. The same thing. You let God do whatever He wants. You yield to Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this lesson that we learn to help us know how to protect ourselves from the causes of suffering. And we believe, Father, your grace is more than sufficient for us, Lord, in our life of service toward you, Lord. When we serve you. You shall reward us. You shall help us, protect us, and the persecution that come cannot be compared to the glory that we will receive from you in heaven, Lord. The rewards in heaven are much bigger than the persecution on this earth. Father, help everyone who listen to this teaching to make a decision to live for God, to live. Good foundation for the next generation to come, to live their life, to save souls, to make disciples, to build your church, to expand the kingdom of God in this generation, Lord. We thank you, Father. Give us the anointing, give us abundant grace to get the job done for you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. So thirsty
Yeah.